just looking at the Kaaba, he's getting reward for just looking at the Kaaba, or he's giving his sadaqah, or he's reading his first salah in the Haram Sharif, his salah is multiplied 100,000 times extra, and he's making tilawat, tahajjud, maybe he's fasting also. So he does all these things. He does all these things, and after he comes back home. And now when he comes back home, they ask him, did you perform Umrah? He says, no, I did not perform Umrah, but I did all these other things. So yes, he'll get the reward for everything. He'll get the anwarab of all those things that he did. The reward of reading salah in the haram, he'll get the sawab. For making tawaf, he'll get that sawab also. Tilawat also, all those things that he did, he'll get it. He'll get the reward. But what was his object? What was his objective? It was to go make Umrah. Now after going all through all that difficulties and that suffer he made and all those things that he had done, now he came back but did not make Umrah. So what will you tell such a person? That all those other things are in place. But you went so far, the main and the object of the whole thing was to make Umrah. He didn't make Umrah. So you see, this is a very foolish person. He'll get the reward for whatever he's done, but he did not fulfill his objective of performing Umrah. So similarly, this month of Ramadan also, yes, the fast is fard, we have, we have to fast. But after going through the entire month of Ramadan, and Ramadan came and Ramadan went, and after that, if we haven't acquired this quality of taqwa, la'allakum tattaqoon, Allah Ta'ala is telling us that all this that we have put in place, uh, at this fasting that is prescribed for you, Allah Ta'ala says, la'allakum tattaqoon. All this has been prescribed for what? For taqwa. So if we haven't acquired this, then we are at a great loss. So this is the whole thing about acquiring taqwa. Alhamdulillah, in the month of Ramadan, or prior to the month of Ramadan, we all made niyats, we all made pledges with ourselves, that we are going to make ibadat, we increased our a'mal, uh, we did so much of the tilawat of the Qur'an and Majeed, we set goals for ourselves, it will be very easy to perform tahajjud salah, and I'll make so many khatams in the month of Ramadan. And we planned and we made niyat for so many things. But we have to ask ourselves that together with all these other niyats that we have made, which is very, very important and very, very necessary, that we have to set goals for ourselves in the month of Ramadan. But together with all this, we have to ask ourselves, did I make this intention and did I make this niyat? Allah Ta'ala must bless me with this quality of taqwa. That we make intentions for so many things in the month of Ramadan. But did we actually make this intention? And did we ever make any effort to acquire this quality of taqwa? So this is what we have to make as well. Together with all those other pledges and all those other things that we have pledged, we have to pledge also that Allah Ta'ala must grant us the, this quality of taqwa. This is what this month of Ramadan comes about, to gain this quality of taqwa. We find that as we mentioned a few nights ago, was the night of the 15th of Sha'ban. And just before Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala brings about these auspicious occasions. These auspicious occasions come as a means, as a preparation for this month of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala brings these nights and these occasions, preparing us for this great month of Ramadan. And we heard in this, on the 15th night of Sha'ban, all the virtues of this night. Uh, how Allah Ta'ala forgives people, uh, whatever the sins are, if a person turns, Allah Ta'ala comes down to the lowest heaven, uh, who is asking for forgiveness, Allah Ta'ala is prepared to forgive. Why? To cleanse a person and to purify him for the coming month of Ramadan. All this in preparation for this coming month of Ramadan. 
But as was mentioned, that few people will be deprived on this night of the mercy of, of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's look at all these things. What does Allah Ta'ala want from us? We've understood the greatness of that night. How merciful Allah Ta'ala is. How the hadith mentions, despite all, despite a few people that will be deprived of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala on that night. And as we mentioned, that that person who holds malice in his heart, that person who's involved in intoxicants, in drugs, in alcohol, that person who is disobedient to his parents, that person who breaks family ties, that person whose trousers are below his ankle, his garment is below his ankle, and a few other things are mentioned, that these people will be deprived of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala on this great and this auspicious night. We have understood that part. But let us look further and beyond this. That this night comes nearly two weeks before the month of Ramadan. In reality, Allah Ta'ala is actually conscientizing us and bringing to our attention two weeks before the month of Ramadan that if we have these sins in us, if I, have a, if I am a person who has some malice in my heart, some animosity in my heart, then Allah Ta'ala on the 15th night of Shaban is conscientizing us before the coming month of Ramadan that I have this sickness, I have this disease. That before the month of Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala is making it, making it away, making it apparent to us that if I am involved in this sin, then let me sort it out now. If I am holding any jealousy, animosity, any malice in my heart for anybody else, before this month of Ramadan comes in two weeks' time, let me sort my affairs out. Let me purify myself. Let me make tawbah, ask for forgiveness from that person. Cleanse my heart before the coming month of this Ramadan. If I'm involved in some drug or some intoxicants, alcohol, whatever it may be, between me and Allah Ta'ala, I know my weakness. So now this 15th night of Shaban, this is brought out. Allah Ta'ala is conscientizing us. Let me make tawbah now. Let me give up this bad habit. So comes the month of Ramadan, this heart is clean. I've already seek for forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala. Now I walk into the month of Ramadan clean, with no sins attached towards me, on me. So Allah Ta'ala is conscientizing us. If I'm a, such a person who's disrespected, is, is disrespectful to my parents, I have not fulfilled the rights of my parents then let me seek forgiveness now, before the month of Ramadan. Let me put my affairs right with my parents. If I'm such a person who have broke family ties, then let me make that call. I've got a few days before the month of Ramadan. Let me make that call and let me make peace and surah. Let me not be that person that I am the cause of people, of families breaking up. So let me put my affairs right before the month of Ramadan. So Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with those nights just a few days ago to conscientize us in preparation for the month of Ramadan. Let's set our affairs right. So come the month of Ramadan, we are clean. And we are ready to bring this quality of taqwa into our lives. So these great nights have come. Let us make this intention. Let us put our affairs right to come the month of Ramadan that we can acquire this quality of taqwa.
Now the big question we have to ask ourselves that what is this taqwa? What is meant by taqwa that we're speaking about taqwa? A simple explanation and a simple meaning to taqwa is to give up sins. A summary of everything put together in one short sentence, in one short line. What is taqwa? Taqwa simply means to give up sins. If a person will give up sin, then this person will acquire taqwa. This 15th night of Sha'aban was about what? To ask for tawbah, ask for forgiveness, to give up all our bad habits. So a simple thing is to give up sins. In Quran and Majid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains and elaborates this. And Allah ta'ala tells us, وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَبَاطِنَا Explaining in one ayat, in half an ayat, that what is this taqwa? وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَبَاطِنَا That we have to give up all, whether it's external or internal sins. وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَبَاطِنَا External sins and our internal sins. And this quality of taqwa will come into our lives. External sins, person, whether he's making ghibat, looking at haram, whether it's lies, whether it's cheating, whether it's zina, whether it's going to the casinos, gambling, all these external sins that we have to give it up. This is taqwa. That we give up all types of external sins, whatever it may be. And internal sins, those sins that are related to the heart internally, whether it's malice, whether it's jealousy, whether it's greed, whether it's animosity, all the sicknesses and these diseases of the heart that are regarded as the internal sins. The Quran is telling us that we have to give up all those sins. Many a times a person uh, outwardly, person is performing his five times daily salah, uh, he's fasting in the month of Ramadan also, and all together with that, all the other good amal he's doing, the external parts. We cannot see external, we cannot see anything wrong. But the person within his heart, those internal sins are still there. That is only known to him and Allah Ta'ala. Those that are within the heart. And those are the dangerous ones. Because those sins, only that person, Allah Ta'ala is aware of those sins. And many a times, those sins remain in the heart. Person, external sins, obviously, yes, we have to make tawbah and give it up. But many a times, those external sins, a person doesn't want anybody to see him. So he's some taqwa is there, he has fear of Allah Ta'ala to a certain extent and degree. That openly he will not commit those sins. Uh, going to the casino, uh, he'll do it when he knows nobody's around. Or late at night, or somewhere far out from where he's staying. Person committing zina, in seclusion, etc. But the sins of the heart, that remains within the heart. Only that person Allah Ta'ala is aware. So Quran tells us, these sins also has to be rectified. A person performing his five times daily salah with jamaat, alhamdulillah, very good, he has to do that. But at the same time, if he's not protecting his eyesight, still looking at haram, then we find the effect of that salah will not be in his heart. He will lose the effect of that salah. Yes, he has to perform the salah, but together with that he has to give up that haram. A person making tilawat of Quran and Majid, 
It's very good he has to do that. But together with that, he's lying, he's cheating, he's deceiving somebody. How this is going to work? A person is making the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but together with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's using vulgarity, abusive language. How is going to get the benefit of this? So these are all obstacles, these are all barriers. Yes, mashallah, this person has to continue with the good. He has to continue with his salah. He has to continue with the tilawat of the Qur'an and Majid. He has to do all those good things. But together with that, he has to abstain from sins. He has to give up those sins as well. This is extremely important that a person together with doing good, we have to give up sins. So this month of Ramadan, this is what it's all about. It's giving up of sins together with fasting and all our good a'mal is to give up our sins. But we find in the month of Ramadan, it's very easy for a person to stay away from sins. It's very easy, a person, very difficult for him to openly commit any sins. But why is it so difficult that after the month of Ramadan, we cannot continue in this manner? Why isn't that salah that Allah Ta'ala speaks in Qur'an Majid? That the salah that we are reading, it's supposed to be a means of protection against sins, against behayai, against immorality. But why aren't we getting the effect of that salah is not there? Why can't we see the effect of salah? And similarly, our fasting in the month of Ramadan, why aren't we acquiring this taqwa that Allah Ta'ala promises for those who keep fast? It's because of all these sins that are together with our good deeds. Like that incident is mentioned, Mulana Yusuf Rahmatullah every almost every Ramadan he used to give that example of Hazrat Mulana Abraru Rahmatullah they were traveling in Jiddah, that the effects of guna, that until and unless we don't give up the gunas, then we won't see the effect of our good a'mal. The reward is one thing. Person performing his salah, he'll get the reward of performing salah. He's fasting in the month of Ramadan, he'll get the reward of fasting of the month of Ramadan. But the effect of a'mal, a'mal supposed to bring about an effect. Why aren't we seeing the effect of our a'mal? So that example that Mulan I mentioned, when they were traveling in Jiddah, it's an example that we give all the time. But the lesson that's taken out from there is very, very important. That the air conditioner was on, but the effect of the air conditioner was not felt. Like how now in the masjid, the air conditioner is on, we're all feeling the effect of the air conditioner. Anybody walks in, will immediately say the air conditioner is working. Because you can feel the effect of it. But Mawlana says they could not feel the effect. Why? Because one window was open in the car. So because that window was open, they could not feel the effect of the aircon. But the aircon was working. So similarly, our ibadat is the same. But the ibadat, the reward of the a'mal will be there. But the effect of the a'mal will not find it. Why? Because the window of gunas are still open. The eyes are still looking at haram. The ears are still looking at so this, when we bring taqwa in our life, this will be a means of abstaining from all sins. Because this is taqwa. And this is the solution to all our problems. When a person will give up sins, then Allah Ta'ala will change conditions and halats. When a person will start giving up sins, then Allah Ta'ala will change halats and Allah Ta'ala will change conditions. 
Just by doing good a'mal, halats and conditions will not change. Together with that, we have to give up sins. Everybody's concerned what's happening around us. We all know the conditions that we are facing. Everybody's worried about the shutdown, the striking, the price, inflation of oil, etc. Basic necessities. How I'm going to survive? How I'm going to make it? How I'm going to make ends meet? How I'm going to acquire my risk and sustenance? Everybody's worried about this. What's happening around us? But Allah Ta'ala gives us the solution that our risk, our sustenance, halats and conditions are not in the control of insan. Since when our risk and our sustenance is in the control of insan? Allah Ta'ala tells us that we will adopt taqwa, give up sins. Then Allah Ta'ala will make provisions and means for us. وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا that that person who will adopt taqwa, and as we said, together with good a'ma, giving up sins, this is taqwa. That person who will adopt taqwa, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ Allah Ta'ala is saying that I will take you out of, out of every difficulty and condition. Every halat and every difficult condition, Allah Ta'ala says, I will make a way out for you. What is difficult for Allah Ta'ala to do? Today we are looking around us, we are asking, what is the solution? The solution is this, what Allah Ta'ala is telling us. That adopt taqwa, give up sins, and Allah Ta'ala will make a way out for us. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا And Allah Ta'ala further goes on to say that those who will adopt taqwa, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ That Allah Ta'ala will provide risk and sustenance from you, from sources that are unknown to you also. From where you least expected, Allah Ta'ala will provide for you. Allah Ta'ala is making this declaration, this promise. That adopt taqwa, the fear of Allah Ta'ala, give up gunas and sins, and Allah Ta'ala will change halats and conditions. But together with that, that a person who adopt taqwa, Allah Ta'ala will bless them with this. But the opposite of this also applies. The opposite of this also applies. That if a person does not adopt taqwa, and we continue in our ways, how we are living, uh, disobeying Allah Ta'ala, openly committing sins, do as we please, then the opposite effect also will apply. That I don't care, I'll live my life how I want to live. The Mu'azzin is calling out the azan, then if I'm busy at work, I'll continue with my work. I'll do as I please. Then the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi is also very very clear. That if you continue this life of sin and negligence, then the opposite effect will apply. That Allah Ta'ala withholds and deprives a person of his risk and sustenance because of his sin. That if he continues to sin and does not make tawbah and does not rectify himself, then the hadith of Rasulullah is that Allah Ta'ala will deprive these people of their risk and sustenance. So you give up sins, Allah will provide for us. If you continue sinning, Allah Ta'ala will deprive us of our risk and sustenance. So this whole coming of the month of Ramadan is for the same thing. Allama Qurtubi rahmatullah mentions that what is the meaning of taqwa? What is taqwa? What does it mean? It basically means 
in simple language, it means to build in relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Like how when a husband and wife, when they have a good relationship between each another, then how that house becomes? That everyone is prepared, the husband is prepared to go out of his way for his wife. And the wife is prepared to go out of her way to fulfill the need of her husband. But that's based on their relationship. If that relationship is one of understanding, one of love and muhabbat, then everyone is prepared to forego their rights for the next person. So Allama Qurtubi Rahmatullah mentions that in simple language, what is this taqwa? It's to build a relationship with Allah Ta'ala. And if we have that good relationship with Allah Ta'ala, then all our problems, all of our difficulties, Allah Ta'ala will take care of our affairs. Because that link and that relationship is built. Quran Allah Ta'ala tells us, speaks about the friends of Allah, the lovers of Allah. When a person will build that relationship with Allah Ta'ala, he will become the friend of Allah Ta'ala, he will become the beloved of Allah. In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. Again Allah Ta'ala says, who are the friends of Allah? Who are those that are beloved to Allah? Those who have taqwa, Allah Ta'ala says. In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. The friends of Allah, the beloved of Allah, those that are close to Allah are those who have taqwa. Those who have taqwa. And we find Allah Ta'ala doesn't say, mention musalleen, those who perform salah. Yes, salah we have to read. But a person who has taqwa and he fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, automatically this person in his life will have salah. Therefore he will be the friend of Allah Ta'ala. A person who is committing open sins, then he cannot be the friend of Allah. He will not fall under this category. Hadith of mentioned where when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam when Allah ta'ala loves someone, coming back to that quality of love, building that relationship with Allah ta'ala, when Allah ta'ala loves someone, Allah ta'ala tells Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam that I love this person, you also love this person. It's a lengthy hadith, Jibra'il alayhi salam called the malaika, the inhabitants of the heavens. That Allah ta'ala loves a person. I am commanded to love this person. That you also should love this person. And like this it comes down to the people of the earth also. That Allah ta'ala puts in the hearts of the people of the earth that they also love this person. And then we find love and muhabbat in homes, among spouses, amongst parents and children, amongst brothers and sisters. And that society, that community becomes a community of peace and happiness. All coming from the taqwa. In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. And the opposite of this also applies. When Allah Ta'ala dislikes a person, Allah Ta'ala tells Jibra'il that I dislike this person. And like this it comes down to the people also. That the inhabitants of the earth also tend to dislike this person. And then from there we see what happens. All types of problems. All types of halats and conditions. Husband and wife are having problems in the home. Parents having problems with their children at home. Brothers and sisters are fighting and arguing. When this is out of our life. When this quality of taqwa is not in our life. So Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this auspicious night to conscientize us. That prepare yourself for this month of Ramadan. Whatever weaknesses we have within us, then let's rectify it. We have a few days left for the month of Ramadan. Let us make tawbah. Let us ask for forgiveness. And the first step to taqwa is tawbah. The first step to acquire this quality of taqwa is to make sincere tawbah. 
So let us lift our hands. It's not too late. Let us lift our hands. Make tawbah for those sins that we have been committing before the coming month of Ramadan. So that when we enter this month of Ramadan, we enter clean. And this heart now is able to receive this quality of taqwa. One is we are fasting. But are we acquiring the quality of taqwa with fasting? If we haven't acquired the quality of taqwa after fasting in the month of Ramadan, and then is that that person who went for hajj, but he did not go to Arafah. He put his ihram, everything, he went to Mina, Muzdarifah, but he did not go to Arafah. Al-Hajj Arafah. Did everything, but he did not go to the plains of Arafah on the 9th of Zulhijjah, and he came back home. Will anybody call this person a haji? Did his, is his hajj fulfilled and complete? No matter what he done there, how many tawaf he may have made, whatever he may have done, but if he did not go to the plains of Arafah, then his hajj is not done, it's incomplete. So similarly, come the month of Ramadan, we fasted the entire month of Ramadan, we gave so much of sadaqah, we made so much of tilawat of the Quran and Majid, we made so much of tahajjud salah, we made so much of dua, yes, all is in its place, we have to do that, it's important, that's necessary. But if you do not give up sins, and the end of all this, we do not acquire the quality of taqwa, then we do not get our objective. All this is part of the journey to taqwa. All this ibadat in the month of Ramadan is part of this journey to taqwa. Allah ta'ala grant each one of us tawfiq that coming this month of Ramadan, that we use it to the best of our ability. We don't waste any time. And we don't wait for the month of Ramadan to pass. How unfortunate uh, so many a times we find the person saying that he slept through the day from Fajr to Zuhr just to pass time. Just to pass time. Uh, we get involved in some activity just for time to pass. So at the end of the day, we can make iftar and say, I kept fast. Yes, we, we have made a may have fasted for the day. But the object of Ramadan, we haven't got it. May Allah ta'ala grant you to the first